Act One of Ion by Thomas Noon Telford. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Dramatis Personae Ion, a foundling, read by Kelly Taylor. Adrastus, read by Thomas Peter. Me done, read by Alan Mapstone. Tassophon read by todd cassander read by greg giordano adjunor read by wayne cook cleon read by will forbus phocion read by andrew latheron timocles read by phil shamph crithes read by jim hedrick first soldier read by jake militia second soldier read by jim block eros Read by Joanna Michael Hoyt. Clemanthe. Read by Jen Broda. Abra. Read by Wendy Katz Hiller. Stage directions read by Larry Wilson. Act One. Scene One. The interior of the Temple of Apollo, which is supposed to be placed on a rocky eminence. Early morning. The interior lighted by a single lamp suspended from the roof. Agenor resting against a column right. Iris seated on a bench at the side of the scene left. Agenor comes forward and speaks center. Will the dawn never visit us? These hours toil heavy with the unresting curse they bear to do the work of desolating years. All distant sounds are hushed. The shriek of death and the survivor's wail now unheard as grief had worn itself to patience eris i'm loath so soon to break thy scanty rest but my heart sickens for the tardy morn sure it is breaking speed and look yet hold knowest thou the fearful shelf of rock that hangs above the encroaching waves the loftiest point that stretches eastward N know it yes my lord there often have I blessed the opening day which thy free kindness gave me leave to waste in happy wandering through the forests. Well, thou art not then afraid to tread it. There the earliest streak from the unreasoned sun is to be welcomed. Tell me how it gleams, in bloody portent or in saffron hope, and hasten back to slumber. I shall hasten. Believe not that thy summons broke my rest. I was not sleeping. Exit left heaven be with thee child his grateful mention of delights bestowed on that most piteous state of servile childhood by liberal words chance dropped hath touched a vein of feeling which i deemed forever numbed and by a gush of household memories breaks the ice casing of that thick despair which day by day hath gathered o'er my heart while basely safe within this column's circle uplifted far into the purer air and by apollo's partial love secured i have in spirit glided with the plague as in fell darkness or in sickliest light it wafted death through argos and mine ears listening athirst for any human sound have caught the dismal cry of confused pain which to this dizzy height the fitful wind hath borne from each sad quarter of the vale where life was 
re-enter iris left are there signs of daybreak none the eastern sky is still unbroken gloom it cannot surely be thine eyes are dim no fault in thine for want of rest or now i look upon them near with scalding tears hath care alighted on a head so young what grief hast thou been weeping pardon me i never thought at such a mournful time to plead my humble sorrow in excuse of poorly rendered service but my brother uh, thou mayst have noted him a sturdy lad with eyes so merry and with foot so light that none could chide his gamesomeness fell sick but yesterday and died in my weak arms ere i could seek for stouter aid i hoped that i had taught my grief to veil its signs from thy observant care but when i stood upon the well-known terrace where we loved arm linked in arm to watch the gleaming sails his favourite pastime for he burned to share a seaman's hardy lot my tears would flow and i forgot to dry them but i see cleon is walking yonder let me call him for sure twill cheer thy heart to speak with him call him good youth and then go into sleep or if thou wilt to weep exit iris left i envy thee the privilege but jupiter forfend that i should rob thee of it enter cleon left hail agenor dark as our lot remains tis a comfort yet to see thy age unstricken rather mourn that i am destined still to linger here in strange unnatural strength while death is around me i chide these sinews that are framed so tough grief cannot palsy them i chide the air which round the citadel of nature breathes with sweetness not of this world i would share the common grave of my dear countrymen and sink to rest while all familiar things old custom has endeared are failing with me rather than shiver on in life behind them nor should these whilst detain me from the paths where death may be embraced but that my word in a rash moment plighted to our host forbids me to depart without his license which firmly he refuses do not chide me if i rejoice to find the generous priest means with apollo's blessing to preserve the treasure of thy wisdom nay he trusts not to promises alone his gates are barred against thy egress none indeed may pass them save the youth ion whose earnest prayer his foster father grants reluctant leave to visit the sad city at his will and freely does he use the dangerous boon which in my thought the love that cherished him since he was found within the sacred grove smiling amidst the storm a most rare infant should have had the sternness to deny what ion the only inmate of this fane allowed to seek the mournful walks where death is busy ion are sometime darling whom he prized as a stray gift by bounteous heaven dismissed from some bright sphere which sorrow may not cloud to make the happier happier as he sent to grapple with the miseries of this time whose nature such ethereal aspects wears as it would perish at the touch of wrong by no internal contest is he trained for such hard duty no emotions rude hath his clear spirit vanquished love the germ of his mild nature hath spread graces forth expanding with its progress 
as the store of rainbow colour which the seed conceals sheds out its tints from its dim treasury to flush and circle in the flower no tear hath filled his eye save that of thoughtful joy when in the evening stillness lovely things pressed on his soul too busily his voice if in the earnestness of childish sports raised to the tone of anger checked its force as if it feared to break its being's law and faltered into music when the forms of guilty passion have been made to live in picture speech and others have waxed loud in righteous indignation he hath heard with septic smile or from some slender vein of goodness which surrounding gloom concealed struck sunlight o'er it so his life hath flowed from its mysterious urn a sacred stream in whose calm depth the beautiful and pure alone are mirrored which though shapes of ill may hover around its surface glides in light and takes no shadow from them yet methinks thou hast not lately met him or a change passed strangely on him had not missed thy wonder his form appears dilated in the eyes where pleasure danced a thoughtful sadness dwells stern purpose knits the forehead which till now knew not the passing wrinkle of a care those limbs which in their heedless motion owned a stripling's playful happiness are strong as if iron hardships of the camp had given them sturdy nature and his step its airiness of yesterday forgotten awakens the echoes of the desolate courts as if a hero of gigantic mould paced them in armour hope is in thy tale this is no freak of nature's wayward course but work of pitying heaven for not in vain the gods have poured into that guileless heart the strengths that nerve the hero they are ours how can he aid us can he stay the pull of ebbing life arrest the infecting winds or smite the hungry spectre of the grave and dost thou think these breezes are our foes the innocent airs that used to dance around us as if they felt the blessings they conveyed or that the death they bear is casual no tis human guilt that blackens in the cloud flashes a throat its mass in jagged fire whirls in the hurricane pollutes the air turns all the joyous melodies of earth to murmurings of doom there is a foe who in the glorious summit of the state draws down the great resentment of the gods whom he defies to strike us yet his power partakes that just infirmity which nature blends in the empire of her proudest sons that it is cased within a single breast and may be plucked thence by a single arm let but that arm selected by the gods do this great office on the tyrant's life and argos breathes again a footstep hush thy wishes falling off slavish ear would tempt another outrage it is a friend an honest though crept one timocles something hath thruffled him good day timocles Timocles passes in front. He will not speak to us. But he shall speak. Timocles. Nay, then, thus I must enforce thee. Staying him. Sure thou wilt not refuse a comrade's hand that may be cold ere sunset. Timocles giving his hand. 
thou mayest school me thy years and love have license but i own not a stripling's mastery is't fit agenor nay thou must tell thy wrong whate'er it prove i hail thy anger as a hopeful sign for it revives the thought of household days when the small bickerings of friends had space to fret and debt was not for ever nigh to frown upon estrangement what has moved thee i blush to tell it weary of the night and of my life i sought the western portal it opened when ascending from the stair that through the rock winds spiral from the town ion the foundling cherished by the priest stood in the entrance with such mild command as he has often smilingly obeyed i bade him stand aside and let me pass when wouldst thou think it in determined speech he gave me counsel to return i pressed impatient onward he with honeyed phrase his daring act excusing grasped my arm with strength resistless led me from the gate replaced its ponderous bars and with a look as modest as he wore in childhood left me and thou wilt thank him for it soon he comes now hold thy angry purpose if thou canst enter ion left i seek thee good timocles to implore again thy pardon i am young in trust and fear lest in the earnestness of love i stayed thy course too rudely thou hast borne my childish folly often do not frown if i ventured with unmannered zeal to guard the ripe experiences of years from one rash moment's danger leave thy care if i am weary of the flutterer life is mortal bidding thus to cage it in ion crosses centre and art thou tired of being has the grave no terrors for thee hast thou sundered quite those thousand meshes which old custom weaves to bind us earthward and gay fancy films with airy lustre various hast subdued those cleavings of the spirit to its prison those nice regards dear habits pensive memories that change the valour of the thoughtful breast to brave dissimulation of its fears is hope quenched in thy bosom thou art free and in the simple dignity of man standest apart untempted do not lose the great occasion thou hast plucked from misery nor play the spendthrift with a great despair but use it nobly what to strike to slay no not unless the audible voice of heaven call thee to that dire office but to shed on ears abused by falsehood truce of power in words immortal not such words as flash from the fierce demagogue's unthinking rage to madden for a moment and expire nor such as the rapt orator imbues with warmth of facile sympathy and moles to mirrors radiant with fair images to grace the noble fervour of an hour but words which bear the spirits of great deeds winged for the future which the dying breath of freedom's martyr shapes as it exhales and to the most enduring forms of earth commits to linger in the craggy shade of the huge valley neath the eagle's home or in the sea-cave where the tempest sleeps till some heroic leader bids them wake to thrill the world with echoes 
but I talk of things beyond my grasp, which strangely press upon my soul, and tempt me to forget the duties of my youth. Pray you, forgive me. Have I not said so? Welcome to the morn. The eastern gates unfold. The priest approaches. As Aginor speaks, the great gates at the back of the scene open. The sea is discovered far beneath, the dawn breaking over it. Medan, the priest, enters attended. And lo, the sun is struggling with the gloom, whose masses fill the eastern sky, and tints its edges with dull red. But he will triumph. Blessed be the omen. God of light and joy, once more delight us with thy healing beams. If I may trace thy language in the clouds that wait upon thy rising, help is nigh, but help achieved in blood. Sayest thou in blood? Yes, Ion. Why, he sickens at the word, spite of all his newborn strength the sights of woe that he will seek have shed their paleness on him has this night's walk shown more than common sorrow i passed the palace where the frantic king yet holds his crimson revel whence the roar of desperate mirth came mingling the sigh of desubdued robustness and the gleam of festal lamps mid spectral columns hung flaunting o'er shapes of anguish made them ghastlier how can i cease to tremble for the sad ones he mocks and him the wretchedest of all and canst thou pity him dost thou discern amidst his impious darings plea for him is he not childless friendless and a king he's human and some pulse of good must live within his nature have ye not tried to wake it yes i believe he felt our suffering once when at my strong entreaty he dispatched phocion my son to delphos there to seek our cause of sorrow but as time dragged on without his messenger's return he grew impatient of all counsel to his palace in awful mood retiring wildly called the reckless of his court to share its stores and end all with him when we dared disturb his dreadful feasting with a humble prayer that he would meet us the poor slave who bore the message flew back smarting from the scourge and muttered a decree that he who next unbidden met the tyrant's glance should die i am prepared to brave it so am i and i o sages do not think my prayer bespeaks unseemly forwardness send me the coarsest reed that trembles in the marsh if heaven select it for its instrument may shed celestial music on the breeze as clearly as the pipe whose virgin gold befits the lip of phoebus ye are wise and needed by your country ye are fathers i am a lone stray thing whose little life by strangers bounty cherished like a wave that from the summer sea a wanton breeze lifts for a moment's sparkle will subside light as it rose nor leave a sigh in breaking i on no sigh forgive me if i seem to doubt that thou wilt mourn me if i fall 
nor would i tax thy love with such a fear but that high promptings which could never rise spontaneous in my nature bid me plead thus boldly for the mission my brave boy it shall be as thou wilt i see thou art called to this great peril and i will not stay thee when wilt thou be prepared to seek it now only before i go thus on my knee let me in one word thank thee for a life made by thy love a cloudless holiday and o oh, more than a father let me look up to thy face as if indeed a father's and give me a son's blessing bless thee son i should be marble now let's part at once if i should not return bless phocion for me and for clamante may i speak one word one parting word with my fair playfellow if thou would have it so thou shalt farewell then your prayers wait on my steps the arm of heaven i feel in life or death will be around me exit left oh grant it be in life let's to the sacrifice exeunt right scene two an apartment of the temple enter clamante followed by abra right is he so changed his bearing is so altered that distant i scarce knew him for himself but looking in his face i felt his smile gracious as ever though its sweetness wore unwonted sorrow in it he will go to some high fortune and forget us all reclaimed be sure of it by noble parents me he forgets already for five days five melancholy days i have not seen him thou knowest that he has privilege to range the infected city and tis said he spends the hours of needful rest in squalid hovels where death is most forsaken why is this why should my father niggard of the lives of aged men be prodigal of youth so rich and glorious prophecy as his he comes to answer for himself i leave you exit right stay well my heart may guard its secret best by its own strength enter ion left how fares my pensive sister how should i fare but ill when the pale hand draws the black foldings of the eternal curtain closer and closer round us phocion absent and thou forsaking all within thy home wilt risk thy life with strangers in whose aid even thou canst do but little it is little but in these sharp extremities of fortune the blessings which the weak and poor can scatter have their own season tis a little thing to give a cup of water yet its draught of cool refreshment drained by fevered lips may give a shock of pleasure to the frame more exquisite than when nectarine juice renews the life of joy in happiest hours it is a little thing to speak a phrase of common comfort which by daily use has almost lost its sense yet on the ear of him who thought to die unmourned twill fall like choicest music fill the glazing eye with gentle tears relax the knotted hand to know the bonds of fellowship again and shed on the departing soul a sense more precious 
than the benison of friends about the honoured deathbed of the rich to him who else were lonely that feels another of the great family is near and feels oh thou canst never bear these mournful offices so blithe so merry once will not the sight of frenzied agonies unfix thy reason or the dumb woe congeal thee no clamante they are the patient sorrows that touch nearest if thou had seen the warrior when he writhed in the last grapple of his sinewy frame with conquering anguish strive to cast a smile and not in vain upon his fragile wife waning beside him and his limbs composed the widow of the moment fix her gaze of longing speechless love upon the babe the only living thing which yet was hers spreading its arm for its own resting-place yet the attenuated hand wave off the unstricken child and so embraceless die stifling the mighty hunger of the heart thou couldst endure the sight of selfish grief in sullenness or frenzy but to-day another lot falls on me thou wilt leave us i read it plainly in thy altered mien is it forever that is with the gods i go but to the palace urged by hope which from afar hath darted on my soul that to the humbleness of one like me the haughty king may listen to the palace knowest thou the peril nay the certain issue that waits thee death the tyrant has decreed it confirmed it with an oath and he has power to keep that oath for hated as he is the reckless soldiers who partake his riot are swift to do his bidding i know all but they who call me to the work can shield me or make me strong to suffer then the sword falls on thy neck o oh god to think that thou who in the plentitude of youthful life art now before me ere the sun decline perhaps in one short hour shalt thy lie cold cold to speak smile bless no more thou shalt not go thou must not stay me fair one even thy father who blessings on him loves me as his son yields to the will of heaven and can he do this i shall not bear his presence if thou fallest by his consent so shall i be alone phocion will soon return and juster thoughts of thy admiring father close the gap thy old companion left behind him never what will be to me father brother friends when thou art gone the light of our life quenched haunting like spectres of departed joy the home where thou wert dearest thrill me not with words that in their agony suggest a hope too ravishing or my head will swim and my heart faint within me has my speech such blessed power i will not mourn it then though it had told a secret i had borne till death and silence how affection grew to this i know not day succeeded day each fraught with the same innocent delights without one shock to ruffle the disguise of sisterly regard which veiled it well till thy changed mien revealed it to my soul and thy great peril makes me bold to tell it do not despise it in me with deep joy thus i receive it trust me 
it is long since i have learned to tremble mid our pleasures lest i should break the golden dream around me with most ungrateful rashness i should bless the sharp and perilous duty which hath pressed a life's deliciousness into these moments which here must end i came to say farewell and the word must be said thou canst not mean it have i disclaimed all maiden bashfulness to tell the cherished secret of my soul to my soul's master and in rich return obtained the dearest assurance of his love to hear him speak that miserable word i cannot will not echo heaven has called me and i have pledged my honour when thy heart bestowed its preference on a friendless boy thou didst not imagine him a recreant nor must he prove so by thy election crowned thou hast endowed me with a right to claim thy help through this our journey be its course lengthened to age or in an hour to end and i now ask it bid my courage hold and with thy free approval send me forth in sole apparelled for my office go i would not have thee other than thou art living or dying and if thou shouldst fall be sure i shall return if thou shouldst fall i shall be happier as the affianced bride of thy cold ashes than in the proudest fortunes thine ever thine she faints in his arms ion calls abra so best to part enter abra with attendant right let her have air be near her through the day i know thy tenderness should ill news come or any friend she will require it all abra bears clemente outright ye gods that have enriched the life ye claim with priceless treasure strengthen me to yield it exit left end of act one